said, but these mountains, nobody can take these mountains from us. The beauty is there. We just need to develop a way to show people what we have. My side-by-side rides are doing that. Appalachia Meets World, a podcast about place and perspective, but always Appalachian. Appalachia Meets World, here we are, back again. It's Will. And Neil. What's good, brother? Not a lot today. Not a lot this week. What's been going on there? And just a little bit of this and that. Nothing really uh, fascinating in the on the business side of things. Got you know kids running around all over the place playing baseball and dropped uh, my oldest two off at camp this afternoon. Be the longest they've uh, spent away from us ever. Overnight? Yeah, they're there for Monday till Friday. So congratulations. Yeah, just got one one kid in the house. It's pretty quiet around here. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't done the overnight thing. Yeah, it's our first time. They're a little nervous, but uh, I think once they got there and uh, threw their stuff in their cabin real quick, they got to go to the slip and slide. So that that made up for missing mom and dad real quick. What kind of camp is it? It's a uh, faith Christian camp, is what oh. it's called. It's uh, uh, way up yonder in Appalachia. <laughs> it's over in Jackson County. It's on the Jackson-Laurel line. Been around for a long time, actually, but they've never been. Of course, they're young, but they do it every year, all different age groups, so a week at a time. So that's where you're from, huh? Yeah, that's where I'm from. That's our, that's, that's, we got some, some up-and-coming big-time stuff this week going on uh not a whole lot of people know about it but we're a couple days away from some celebrity's birthday (laughs) what (laughs) yeah so i don't want to give away your age over the airways but oh you you got a big birthday coming up in a couple days i was trying i was racking my brain to figure out who you're talking about everybody knows the thrill (laughs) <laughs> They're just trying to line up what day it is. <laughs> July thirteenth. Yeah, big birthday. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say the number because everybody knows you. You look older than me. You act older than me. Everybody yeah, right. knows you're older than me. So yeah, I act way older than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might. Maybe we. Maybe maybe I messed that one up. It's funny. <laughs> Derby, my dog, who I like to talk about a lot. His birthday is on the 17th, so our birthday celebrations have blended together. Now the kids really like to celebrate Derby and just add me onto the mix. (laughs) I'm just – That's the way it goes. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. You're just an afterthought when the dogs come along. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At least you got – you just got the one dog. I mean – I'm rolling down here with two dogs, a cat, six chickens. I mean, I'm way down on the list, bro. You're way up in the holler. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who you got for us tonight, man? I, it I know is. We, we got a good episode tonight. We got, I think we mentioned it last week, but Gary Wayne Cox worked for a coal company for many years, transitioned into, well, he, he left there and started working at the airport, but it's transitioned into becoming an eco-enthusiast, what I like to call, but eco-tourism uh, entrepreneur. 
uh, over in Martin County, Kentucky. So he's gonna he's gonna talk about that. Talk about the transition. Pretty cool little story. He's trying to get something going over there and just to hear, you know, how he's doing it, how he's going about it. Pretty neat. Part of the tour, part of what he's doing is on a abandoned coal mine or strip, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Told one of my buddies today, just happened to run into uh, to Kevin Miner uh, from here in, in London today and told him I was getting ready to interview Gary Wayne Cox. And Kevin's a uh, helicopter pilot. Uh, flew the governor around for a long time. Uh, he's retired uh, from the state police now. But uh, he said, oh, my gosh, man, Gary Wayne Cox is the best guy in the world. He's just a great, great dude. So I'll have to tune in and listen to that. So at least Gary Wayne is is hopefully going to get us one more listener. <laughs> yeah. He said his wife is going to listen. So oh, okay. if she's listening, uh, I guess we'll say hello. Yeah, I'll give her a shout out for sure. So that's uh, I'll give a shout out. I'll give a shout out to Brandon Easton. He, uh, my old buddy. He he's the one that introduced us to Gary Wayne. I had read a little bit about what he's doing over there. Like I said, it's a cool story. Something yeah. to definitely check out. Um, obviously, when yeah, Appalachians are doing cool things, we want to know about it. We want everybody else to too. Yeah, let's not not give any of it away just yet. Let's uh, let's holler at him and get him on here. All right, let's do it. We want to welcome tonight um, Gary Wayne Cox from Martin County. He worked at the Martin County Coal Company for 26 years in Martin County, Kentucky. And now, and for the last 21 years, he's been at the Big Sandy Regional Airport where he has some entrepreneurial pursuits. And he also is an eco enthusiast. He, he is uh, starting Big Sandy Backroads. And we'll, we'll let him tell you a little bit about that, a little bit about his transition from coal into what he's doing now. Uh, Gary, we just wanted to welcome you and say thank you for, for joining our episode. And we greatly appreciate it. Well, I'm glad to have the honor to get to do this. Like I was telling you earlier, I've been listening to some of your podcasts while cutting grass here at the airport and it's very entertaining and uh, and I, I think i've learned a thing or two uh big sandy back roads is a new ad- adventure that i'm starting but uh, it's not really to make money it's to try to prove a point that we have something to offer here in eastern kentucky that is unique and i ha- have a position here at the airport where i get to see people from all over the country uh and, and I kind of I know that Eastern Kentucky could could really prosper from uh, from our mountains here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a pretty amazing idea, as we usually do with guests. We wanted to start off with a with a question. Like you said, if you listen to a couple of our podcasts, you kind of know where I'm going here. But uh, like Appalachians, you know, they're big on tradition. Neil and I's family, we're big on tradition, too. And one of our traditions is having appetizers at the holidays. We always have a big spread. We wanted to ask you if you had a favorite appetizer or favorite holiday dish. Yeah, uh, well, I'm pretty big on sweets. The family always kids me says I have the biggest sweet tooth in the family. Uh, I love pie. <laughs> I'm a big pie eater. But my, if I had to pick an appetizer, my daughter owns a restaurant here at the Cloud at the Big Sandy Airport called the Cloud Nine Cafe. Okay. And uh, I love her hot wings. Nice. Good answer. 
now that we got that out of the way, I want we, we just want to ask you, uh, obviously, I gave a little bit of a background, but can you just tell us a little bit about your background as a coal miner with, with Martin County Coal and how you have transitioned into, into what you've been doing for the last 20 years and, and also kind of the transition into uh, this ecotourism, Big Sandy Backroads idea. If you want to talk about your background a little bit. I worked, uh, started work. I went to one year of college at Moorhead State University, and they they told me, said, Mr., we taught you about all we can teach you here, so uh, <laughs> won't you become a good coal miner? So uh, I started working when I was 20 years old at uh, Martin County Coal, a uh, great place to work. Uh, grew up with the men. I worked 26 years there. I really, really enjoyed doing that. But, you know, uh, the coal, coal industry is always very cyclical. You know, it's up and down all the time. And the mines that I worked worked at uh, for 26 years, I never had to uh, be, I was never laid off. We had a few times where there was work stoppages because of shortage of railroad cars and things like that when the coal industry was booming. But I worked 26 years there. And then, uh, then I took a job with a computer company. And it lasted six weeks, and I ended up uh, at the airport. I've been doing this for 21 years now, and I think I've got the greatest job in the world. Uh, I get to meet interesting people from all over the United States. When I talk to people about the airport, I tell them I've got the only job in America where people drop out of the sky and give you money, so what's not to love about that? (laughs) (laughs) How, How was that transition? Obviously, you, you accumulated quite a few uh, skills working in the coal mines. How was that transition in, in just in regards to, to skills from, you know, working in the coal mines to what you're doing today? Was there, did you utilize some of the skills you, you accessed in the coal mines or learned in the coal mines to what you're doing today? Or was it just a, a totally different transition? A totally different transition, except for one thing. When I worked in the mines, I didn't work underground or I didn't work on the surface mine. I worked on the coal preparation plant. That's where you, uh, where the coal comes into the, uh, after it's been mined, it has to be cleaned and separated and sized and ready for shipment. And my job was actually loading the railroad cars. And I worked at the uh, loadout and I had, you know, I became friends with a lot of the railroaders and some of them are, you know, are really good friends of mine even today. So the only thing that I could could say that's this similar here at the airport, I meet a lot of different people from, you know, all over the United States, actually. You're, you're always totally shocked. Just like today, there were two young ladies from Idaho landed here on their way to North Carolina and to, to uh, you know, and, you know, they ate at the restaurant here, here at the airport and, yeah, it was nice just chatting with them. You know, they'd flown all the way across country in a Cessna 172, and they were on an adventure of their life, and they they were really enjoying it. I enjoyed talking with them. To to that, I, one of my questions, since you're talking about people that flown in the airport, one of my questions was, who do you think the most famous person is that you've met that's flown into Martin County? <laughs> well, I've met people all the way from Larry Flint to Bill Clinton. <laughs> from Miranda Lambert to Fuzzy Zeller, so nice. uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of different people. It, it, it's I, an interesting I I job. Miranda Lambert, yeah. <laughs> well, she uh, actually 
came in here late one night and changed clothes in my conference room. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, I've landed in Hazard. I've flown in and out of Hazard before, and that's pretty, uh, you know, I would say that it's very similar landing in Martin County. I don't know. I'm sure you've probably landed in Hazard as well, but it's kind of like you drop out of the sky in between mountains and kind of guide it in. Is that similar in Martin County? Absolutely. Uh, Hazard's Airport is built on a reclaimed surface mine, just like Pikeville's Airport and Big Sandy Regional. And they're very similar. They're beautiful airports. When people land here for the first time, I'm actually disappointed if they don't brag on how beautiful our airport is. And I'd say the same thing about Hazard and Pikeville. Uh, We have first-class airports. We really do. And they're very similar. It's really remarkable that, that, that they're in the, the location that they're in. I mean, it just blows me away every time, but I'm sure it's similar there. I, I, I could talk about that all night, but I don't want to get stuck, get stuck on that. But uh, go ahead, Will, with your next question. No, I, just, I was just going to ask, ask about your new uh, venture, the Big Sandy Backroads. Can you, can you talk a little bit about your new entrepreneurial venture and, and uh, kind of the importance of it? You know, you mentioned you not, not, aren't necessarily doing it to make money, but there is some importance there in regards to your community, in regards to the heritage of Martin County. Can you just talk a little bit about that and, and uh, how important it is to you to, to show people uh, the area and, and what, what it's all about? Yeah, first of all, I love doing it. Eastern Kentucky's got its own beauty, unique beauty. And when you run an airport, and we're the only uh, airport, I think, general aviation airport in the state of Kentucky that's, that has a restaurant on the field. I know London has had uh, has a building there, and they've had this two or three different times. They've had uh, a restaurant started that usually doesn't last. My daughter's operated a restaurant here uh, beside the airport since uh, for 18 years now. So we we get people in here all the time getting the famous hundred dollar hamburger. By the time you get in your airplane in in London, Kentucky, and fly the Big Sandy Regional, eat your hamburger, and go back, you've spent a hundred dollars on that hamburger. But it gave you a purpose <laughs> to fly your airplane, and uh, and it's enjoyable to go to different places and do that. Well, the restaurant has given me the opportunity to meet a lot of people that just come down here just to use their airplane. Uh, a, particularly, a lot of people from Ohio and Indiana and North Carolina and places like that. And about well, a year ago, uh, you know, nothing going on and no business at the airport. My wife and I were over there at a, uh, in Paintsville, Kentucky, and, and they, they sell the, uh, the side-by-sides. And uh, I'd never ridden a side-by-side in my life. I told her, I said, you know, I think I would like to, I'd like to have one of those. What do you think? And she said, well, let's look at them. So we went in there, and I didn't even know that they made a six-seat side-by-side. I always just thought four seats was the most you could get. We have four grandchildren. So she said, uh, she, th- she asked the salesman, do you have anything with more than four seats? He said, yeah, I've got a Polaris Ranger 1000 sitting here. You can put six people in it. She said, that's the one we're buying. <laughs> so, uh, so I called, I called the guy that was wor- working the airport for me that day who knows a lot about cybersides. I said, would that be a good thing for me to buy? He said, yeah, I I think that'd be great for you. So I bought it, started riding in the hills, you know, just 
have something to do. I always liked when I worked in the mines uh, in the winter time. I would I would come home from uh, from work and eat supper and watch the news, and I would take a walk to the top of the mountain and back just for exercise. And uh, that was always peaceful and therapeutic for me to do that. And um, and uh, so the side side did the same thing for me. We started taking the grandchildren on rides through the creeks and, you know, they'd wade in a creek, something they'd never done before. And uh, we'd go back on top of these mountains that have been totally surface mined, totally reshaped. Now they're beautiful. You've got horses grazing back there. You've got cattle grazing back there. All the time when I was riding, I kept thinking, you know what? There's people in Columbus, Ohio. There's people in Indianapolis. There's people in flatlands in western Kentucky. They would like to see what I'm seeing right now. So I told my daughter, who runs the restaurant, I said, I'm getting ready to start a new business. I said, I'm going to start offering side-by-side rides just to the people who fly into the airport. I don't want to get the whole general public involved. I'm just going to advertise to the aviation Facebook pages and see how that works. And I've done about 25 rides so far, and I shut it down during the winter when I had a hip replacement. But I've done about 25 rides, and everyone that's done that, that that have done the rides, and really, they really enjoy the scenery. And then I try to give them a talk of not only about the what they're seeing, about the culture and history of Eastern Kentucky. There's there's a few people that's that's written some Facebook posts talking about you know they really learned a lot about uh, the people of eastern kentucky by just and they thought they were just going on a ride this one lady said and she said we we just we just really enjoyed it so it, it, i don't know it makes me feel good and i like to promote eastern kentucky uh i'm proud of where i come from i know you guys talk a lot about you uh, about your accent and things well you men you speak the same language and uh and, <laughs> and I, right. i'm not a I'm not ashamed of the way I speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Neil are all about. We we learned a new term from one of our guests: gas, gassing up Appalachia, which means promoting, celebrating, talking about it. We're, we're proud as we can be to be Appalachians, and we we try to gas it up as much as we can. Yeah, I I feel the same way. Uh, I've traveled quite a bit, and uh, I like to go to Vegas about once a year, and, and uh, haven't been out there for a while because of the COVID, but. Every time I go to Vegas, people always say, where are you from? And I always tell them, New York is where I'm from. <laughs> I always say South Cleveland. <laughs> so with this new venture, you know, it makes you a, I don't know if you consider yourself an entrepreneur, but you are definitely an entrepreneur. And I was just wondering, when you told your wife or your daughter that you were going to start this business, were there any available resources for you or it's just something that you, you did on your own or, you know, you said you didn't want to get the general public involved, but you know, you have a bona fide business. I, I think with more resources, you could do even more, not that you want to. Well, but, yeah, my, my um, whole ideal was to prove to the local officials. I'm talking about the County judges, the state representatives, the governor of Kentucky, our senators and our congressmen is to prove to them that we can turn Eastern Kentucky into a major tourism attraction. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm gathering the information. That's what my job is. I'm 66 years old. You know, I'm not going to work the rest of my life. 
I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for my grandchildren. Uh, I want them to be able to live right here where I've lived my entire life. I want them to be able to have employment. I want them to be proud of where they live. You know, when you live in an area that tourists pay money, people pay money to come see, that gives you a lot of pride in where you live. And uh, Eastern Kentucky has that. When I do my tours, always first thing I do is I stop at the, when, when you start back into the woods, that's one thing you have a lot of here in Eastern Kentucky is cemeteries out in the middle of nowhere. And the first thing I do is I stop at the, uh, on the, uh, it's a County road, but it's a dirt road and it has a cemetery with a big shed on it. Uh, you know, a place to, to, to get out of the weather and, and has tables and, and, uh, benches and things like that. And I explained to them, I said, do you ever, do you wonder why that this cemetery, first of all, just forget about the four languages came across before the, before these roads were here, this was a very, very remote place. And I said, but, but it's a cemetery and there's probably a hundred graves in it. And do you notice the shed, the, 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 that's built here at the end of it? I said, do you have any idea what that's for? And nobody, you know, knows. And I said, well, in eastern Kentucky, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, not as much today as it used to be, but people would have their family reunions. They would have a church service would be their family reunion at these cemeteries. And that's what this shed is for. It's for the people to have uh, dinner on the ground. It's for the older folks to be in all the weather, uh, uh, you know, and some protection from the sun. And it's for them to show their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, this is your ancestors here. And that's my first stop when I do this. And then right across the road from the cemetery, I mean, I tell them this is old-time eastern Kentucky, and right across this road is is modern technology like you've never seen before. It's a friend of mine who's, who's been – was I've heard over $30 million trying to develop a system that would eliminate landfills in the United States of America. I don't know if he's going to make this work or not. He spent over 12 years trying to do this, and uh, they work on it every day. But uh, it's a system that evaporates garbage, and when it comes out of the plant, the garbage is, is stored in buildings and dumped into this big tube, and you get it started uh, with, uh, you know, the heat process. And as you get that tube heated up, it produces more heat than it uses. And by the time the garbage gets to the end of it, you only have ashes, glass, and metal. And you recycle all three of those. Even the ashes can be recycled to be put in concrete to strengthen it. And then the uh, excess heat is made, you make electricity with it. You have turbines up there to make electricity. So it's it's an ultra modern thing, and and that is something that is remarkable. But uh, there's two different worlds within uh, 500 feet of each other, right there on that mountaintop. And then I take the people all right here in Eastern Kentucky. Yes, right here in Eastern Kentucky, it's entrepreneurship uh, that could really change the world if they could make that go. Uh, a lot more than my side by side rides could. But but <laughs> my whole ideal, my whole ideal is to is to put this airport, Big Sandy Regional Airport, 
and Pikesville's airport, which is only 11 and a half miles by air, but it takes about 40 minutes to drive there from here by the time you drive around the mountains. But uh, uh, there's a mountaintop that's actually right between these two airports. It's seven and a half miles from Big Sandy, and it's eight miles from Pikeville. It's been it, it's been uh, mined. It's been surface mined. There's not a tree on the, the top peak of it. It used to be the highest peak in Martin County, and it still is, but it's 60 feet lower than it used to be. And you can see an absolutely gorgeous view. Everybody I've ever taken there, I can't hardly get them to come off the mountain. They just want to stand there and admire the beauty of all the mountains in eastern Kentucky. They call that uh, the top of the world? I call it the top of the world is what yeah. I call it. Its actual name is Spring Knob. The company that I work for is the one that mined it. But I've actually stood on top of uh, uh, Mount Pilatus uh, in Switzerland before, and uh, I get the same. And you know, I, I get the same feeling when I'm standing on top of on top of the world here in Martin County that I got when I stood at Mount Pilatus. But I spent ten thousand dollars getting my wife out to to Switzerland, <laughs> and I'm only five miles from my house when I'm standing on top of the world, and. Uh, it, I, I love I love doing that trip. I really do. So when you do the when you do these trips, do you do you, is it the same uh, same routine every time? Do you ever run into different parts of Eastern Kentucky, or is it just the same track every time? I actually do the same track every yeah, no, time. Yeah, that's good. But because I've got different people with me, I actually would like to get out and explore some. But I've got I, I'm staying pretty busy with my rides. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, uh, and then I like to golf too in my spare time. So, uh, I've only done, a, I've only done two or three different rides so far, uh, here in Martin County. And I know there's much more to go see out there. Uh, but, uh, what I'm trying to do is convince the two airports to work together and develop a trail system between these two airports. Mm, yeah. And to take the excess land that we have around our airports that's not usable for aviation purposes. And I'm talking about land outside of our security fences that are out here in the woods. My airport and Pikeville's airport is absolutely perfect for this ideal. And then build cabins around the, sticking out over the edge of the hill and have side-by-sides for people to fly in, rent a cabin, rent a side-by-side dump a bunch of money around our economy and then fly back to Cleveland, to Charlotte, to uh, Jacksonville, Florida, to uh, Pittsburgh, uh, to Washington, D.C. Uh, when you when you own a small airplane, um, even a little Cessna, the world is a lot uh, smaller for you. And it is nothing, nothing to get in an airplane in Cleveland and fly down to Big Sandy. People come down here just to eat a hamburger. I know they would spend a couple or three days in a cabin and on a side by side in our mountains and enjoying this beautiful scenery and going through these creeks and, and going on top of these mountains and looking at this timber. And I know they love it. I'm proving it every day when I take people rides. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee it. Uh, it sounds like uh, after this episode, I'm going to be calling, figuring out how to get you to take my family on a ride. <laughs> I'd love to do that. I've, uh, I actually took four people here the other day, local people. Uh, the youngest one was 79 years old. Oh, wow. And, uh, 
one guy was 84 and he had he had not been up in the head of wolf creek in 50 years and the areas that i took him to wow. and he he couldn't he couldn't thank me enough for giving him the opportunity to see what he saw as a kid and uh yeah he was raised up in those areas before the mining and stuff uh and i like to tell everybody too my actually my second stop is when i get to the railroad um and I tell them, I said, this single track railroad we just stopped on is the most important thing that ever happened to Martin County. Yeah. And I said, it doesn't sound like it could be, but I said, in 1964, President LBJ, President Johnson, did his first legislation, when he tried to get his legislation, his war on poverty passed, he came to Martin County. Because in 1964, we were the poorest all-white county in the United States. And he chose Martin County not to make a, a, a racial statement. He wanted the, uh, he wanted the uh, Congress to know that it wasn't just black people who were poor in America. There were a lot of white people who were poor, too. And, I, and you know, I've lived in Martin County my entire life. And, um, and when, when, uh, when he came... Uh, I watched government program for the next, I, I was in the, I was in the fifth grade, just started the fifth grade when he came and I watched for the next five years, I watched government program after government program, trying to help us out of poverty. And I don't think anything ever took hold until that railroad came up Wolf Creek and it gave access, it gave a market for all this coal we had and 2000 coal mining jobs came with that railroad, me being one of them. Uh, in later years and people moved back here from all parts of the country who couldn't find employment in eastern kentucky mm -hmm. so they moved back here and took jobs and all the local people took jobs we went from the highest unemployment in the nation and in five years we were the lowest unemployment in the nation and wow. the u.s government didn't do it for us it was private enterprise that did it for us Wow. Anybody that wanted a job had a job in Martin County and Johnson County, Floyd County, and surrounding counties. Wow. Uh, obviously, the, the big sandy back roads has been a new adventure for you. A lot of times I know in Appalachia, people are scared of risk, scared of starting new things, starting new business. What, what would you tell someone in eastern Kentucky that is thinking about or has an idea, maybe similar to yours, maybe not, just an idea to start a new business? Is there one piece of advice that you'd give them in regards to starting a new business or a new venture such as yours? Well, yes. The same thing I told my grandson the other day playing, playing the Cal Ripken baseball. He took a third strike pitch the other night. He, you could tell he was really disappointed when he – when he took that pitch and came, came over there and he, and I told him the next day, I said, son, let me tell you something. You can never be afraid. There's one thing you can't ever be afraid of. And I said, you can't be afraid to fail. I said, because if, if you get out there and you try, then you know you could have made it or you couldn't. I said, but if you're afraid to try, you'll never know. It's the same thing with this restaurant here at the airport. I had people laugh at me building this restaurant and I'm building a, a restaurant at the end of a dead end road here at this airport. And I am uh, 12 miles from Inez and I'm about 15 miles from Paintsville and about, uh, about 15 miles from Prestonsburg. And my daughter has a waiting list on Sundays 
And a lot of time on Friday night and Saturday, she has a waiting list. You know, that was a big, a big gamble. Now, you can't always take a big gamble if you can't get the financing for it and you're not secure enough you can do it. But if you, if you want to try something, you can't be afraid to fail. You have to go after it. Uh, the same thing I tell on the side-by-side rides, so I tell the people about Eastern Kentucky, I tell them that when we, when we stop there at the railroad and I'm giving them a talk about how uh, the railroad changed Martin County, I also tell them that, you know, Martin County, uh, I'm talking back in the early 1900s, the first industry, the only industry was timber. Uh, I said, people would cut these virgin forests and they would, uh, they'd, Drag these logs. There was no roads. They dragged these logs down here to this creek, Wolf Creek, and they waited for the spring floods to come, and they'd float these logs down to Catlicksburg, Kentucky. Catlicksburg was the hardwood capital of the world at that time, and they they would literally make rafts out of those logs and ride them down the Big Sandy River to uh, Catlicksburg, and uh, they'd sell their logs. Then they'd come back and they'd start again. Uh, cutting logs and dragging them down to the creek and uh but i said that that timber left here and that timber was taxed at practically nothing and it was used to build the uh, furniture and 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 the uh, woodworking all over the northeastern united states at a much higher tax base and everything and then in the 30s came the the gas industry and there's still a lot of gas wells here in eastern kentucky still producing a lot of gas but all that gas left eastern kentucky and was sold in the northeast and other places at a much higher rate then came the coal and i said all these are are, have left eastern kentucky to be taxed at a higher rate somewhere else i said but these mountains nobody can take these mountains from us the beauty is there we just need to develop a way to show people what we have my side-by-side rides are doing that uh, and I hope to convince all the local officials to let's, let's get on board and build this trail system. You know, there's a lot of people working that way, but they just a lot of people keep talking over there in West Virginia that Hatfield McCoy trail system mm-hmm. that is being real successful. And, and Eastern Kentucky needs to tap in there. And the more trails they are, the better. Um, Pike County's actually working on a trail system right now, and some other counties are too. But I think by having these two airports connected, I, I think that is a, such a unique ideal, and nobody's thinking outside the box with that ideal, but they could tap into these uh, people with the small airplanes, and, and really, you know, people with airplanes usually have uh, disposable incomes to where they can afford to rent a cab and rent a side-by-side, and and uh, and they want a purpose to fly that plane too. It's like they do for the restaurant. Yeah, I think that's a that's a perfect answer. And, and you know, back to your grandson, you know, you can't hit a home run unless you swing, right? That's There's right. No well, harm in, that, no harm in failing, no harm in trying. I looked that quote up that Teddy Roosevelt had, and I read that to him. I don't, I can't remember it word by word, but you know, it's not the critic that counts because uh, you never. They they don't know victory nor defeat. Uh, you have to know right. defeat to, mm-hmm. to to know the joys of victory too, and and things like that. So, uh, like 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 you, Mike, Michael Jordan said, I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. I, I wanted I wanted to ask you. We we asked this of all our guests too, and and I 
think Neil and I both know the answer, but uh, just where do you call home and, and why do you call it home and what makes it unique for you? I am so proud. I grew up in this little town called Warfield, Kentucky. And that is where I, no matter where I go, I always tell them I'm from Warfield. And that's right on the border of Kentucky and West Virginia, a little town. I played basketball at Warfield High School. I walked to school every day. That uh, I was telling you about LBJ coming to Martin County in 1964. Uh, that was the first time I ever rode a school bus. They, uh, they took the entire school over to INS in what's now called Johnson Bottom. And I rode a school bus. That was exciting to me, seeing the president. But I, I, I'm a Warfield boy. I, I've always been. I've always loved the fact that I lived there and played for that high school, and and, uh, and I, I consider myself a Warfield boy. With with that being in Appalachia, what what if if you had to name one thing, what's your favorite thing to do in Appalachia or in Martin County? Well, um, actually, my side by side rides are my favorite thing to do now. We've got a really really good golf course over here at Stonegrass Golf Course that I love to play. I posted a picture on Facebook the other day of the view from the 13th yeah, that's kind of, uh, tee box. That's up. That's the one up on the up on the hill, right? I mean, it's it, oh yes, it's yeah, a beautiful. I've played there. Yeah, uh, I love golf. Uh, I love to work. I usually come to work seven days a week, and and I don't mind one bit coming to work. Right now, my favorite thing doing Martin County is ride by side by side. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you being on the show. I wanted to ask you one final question. You know, with this place-based eco-tourism, Big Sandy Backroads that you have, do, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Uh, yes, I do. But I'm also consider myself someone who's doing research for the betterment of, of the community here. I'm trying to prove that uh, you could make money with side-by-sides in the, in the mountains of eastern Kentucky. Yeah, I definitely call myself that. I mean... I'm, I, what I really want to do is is to d- develop the system so when I walk away from it, I can look back at it and watch it blossom and, and be proud of it. It's what I really want to do. I don't want to work forever, but I have no no need to stop now either. So so if I have friends that fly into Martin County or, or if um, you know there's people out there that happen to be listening to our podcast uh, that might come through the uh, there sometime what's what's the best way to find the big sandy back roads and what should they i don't want to give your cell phone out here over the air but how how can they find you so uh, the best way to do it now that the airport is in martin county but it's just barely in martin county uh, they're literally the road coming in here crisscrosses johnson county three times and it's a three mile road from the uh, uh, route three out there the four lane route three uh airport road uh we're we're just barely in martin county and the airport is called the big sandy prestonsburg big sandy airport so what all you need to do is call the airport and set up an appointment for the rides that's how everybody does them uh you called me and uh you know i have to hire someone to watch the airport while i do the rides just call and make an appointment i've got one this week i did three last week and i've got one scheduled this thursday but just called, make an appointment. I had to turn some people down. They wanted to do one on the fourth, but I was going to spend that day with that. These people were coming from Pennsylvania too to do the ride. They've stopped here before, and they 
And I told him I couldn't do it on the fourth. We were going to go over to the lake with the family on that day, but I would be glad to do it any other day that they could find time to come down. But uh, just call the airport 606-298-5930 and make an appointment. And uh, I'd be glad to do a ride with you. That's perfect, Gary. Uh, again, we want to thank you for, for doing this. We, we definitely appreciate your time. I enjoy doing it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate what you're doing. Like I said, I've been watching, I've been listening to your podcast, and uh, you're trying to make an impact on Eastern Kentucky. You're proud Eastern Kentuckians. Uh, I was glad to be able to be on your, your podcast. Well, thank you very much. We, uh, we're, we're glad to learn some about you and some, some more about Martin County and uh, even more about the Big Sandy Backroads. So uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, thanks again for your time. You're welcome, guys. Gary Wayne Cox. What a good interview, man. I hope his, I hope his wife was listening. Yeah. Uh, I hope she hears that. He did a great job highlighting the, the, the region and, and what's going on over in Martin County. And I can't, I can't wait to go over, to be honest. Yeah, we definitely need to go over there. I, I know we haven't talked about it yet, but, you know, or at least not to the listeners, but we want to, you know, highlight tourism at least once a month some, somewhere in the region. I think that would be a good uh, first stop. Yeah, for sure, man. Do a, do a, a uh, live footage. Live, live footage from over in Martin County, the top of the world, baby. That's where I'm going. Top I can't wait. I can't wait, man. <laughs> you can tell how much how much he just loves that area and appreciates where he's from. Yeah. It's always great to hear. Loves the history, the, you know, the, his heritage, where he came from, his appreciation for that is just, uh, you can hear it in, in his tone and his voice. And it just, it's awesome. I hope that's similar with me. Um, I don't know if people get that from me or not, but I certainly got it from Gary Wayne. I, I'm, I'm grateful that he, uh, gave us the time it's easier to hear it from me because i i you know don't live there anymore but i know people that i work with i never shut up about where i'm from it's uh i'm sure they get annoyed by it yeah Um, it's like you're the you're the guy at the office that uh everybody's talking about their kids and you just talk about appalachia It's my baby. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Like everybody at work going to tell you, oh, little Johnny hit seven home runs this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did y'all see what happened in, in Martin County? <laughs> Have you been at the top of the world? You yeah. got to go. I'm talking to Gary Wayne Cox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. No, but for real, yeah. Um, and, and you you know the original War on po- – he talked about it a little bit, but the War on Poverty, like the picture – that you see with the president at the famous photo is taken in Martin County. That's yeah. yeah. He was talking yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know what I think about that. You know, they just swooped in and of course the war on poverty was, they made it to war on poverty, but of course they only toured Appalachian towns and tried to make Appalachia look as bad as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know, we know from the inside though, it's, uh, like I mean, that's kind of like why we're doing this, you know. I mean, the outside looking in, you get a lot of misperceptions. So, hopefully, the people people listening will understand what it's really like on the inside. 
it's funny when I when we first reached out to Gary Wayne, his first comment was, "Now nah, I'm not going to do anything that makes Appalachia look bad." Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool, pretty pretty important. Yeah, absolutely to make. Absolutely. Well, I enjoyed it, man. Yeah, um, I guess when we make it over there, we'll let everyone know for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm again thankful to him. Thanks to to Martin County, and hopefully you guys can reach out and find him on the internet uh, on Facebook. Big Sandy Backroads. Do you have anything to talk about of place tonight? Yeah, you know, uh, I kind of, I kind of, kind of talked about that early on. You know, what I was really going to touch on is uh, celebrity birthday and uh, what it was like growing up in a house with uh, an older person around all the time. And uh, wish you happy birthday this week. So uh, I hope you enjoy. Like I said, my kids will be more interested in my dog. So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Since we got that out of the way, I guess we'll go ahead and end it like I usually do. Till next time. Peace. I'm up in the mountains again. I'm getting lighter. The air's getting thin. Now I'm facing down with a grin. I've been in the city too long. Sidewalks and buildings and singing sad songs. Now I'm back up where I belong in the mountains.